Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What? Recorded live. <laughs> <clears throat> well... All the money we need for what I'm going to ask you for, we have it. The problem is it's in your pocket. I heard that. I I was going to let it go by. <laughs> but what what I'm going to talk to you about is that have you noticed how this has all been cleaned up over here and we have a new wrought iron fence and all the old fence went away and and uh, some folks worked on that for most of yesterday and I mean and besides a lot of things are going you know things don't just happen you know that this floor doesn't get vacuum on its own how many of you know that you're bright yeah no oh no no, it doesn't just do it. Somebody has to do that. What's that? That's what dogs are for? Well, you know, and my dogs haven't been here, so. <clears throat> What's that? They're getting lazy. Boy, if you could see Harry, you'd think so. Um, but, but anyway, you see, um, God always has enough money to do whatever we need to do. But what I'm going to ask you to do today is, and I love talking about money. I, I love to have an opportunity to give, and we, we need to give a little bit of money. We need some $10 bills today. How many to help pay for some labor? of next door, how many will give $10? We got one, we got two, we got three, we got four, we got five, we got six. There's 40. We got it. Now, what I want you to, that's easy. See, it's just, it's still in your pocket, I know that. But we need today um, to pay this young man here for his labor yesterday, and we got it. See, you need to give that money to Greg. Only one person should handle the money. That should be Lana or Greg. And uh, if you give that to, to Greg today, uh, you're, you're going to have, and I'll pay the balance. Okay, I'll match it or whatever. <clears throat> I, I think that's fun, you know, because if you don't have it, is that a disgrace? No. Or if you have it and you don't want to give it, is that a disgrace? No. That's not a disgrace either. But we have an opportunity to help because we can't. Pat, you don't want to be driving 30 miles to do a vacuum job or, you know, some little work. 
That's too far to go in most cases. But you can, we can be participants by offering some money. Anybody got a problem with that? And I think that we already have the fence to issue in, uh, in budget. So that doesn't need to be a separate fund, but this was um, something that's over and beyond what we had budgeted. Any questions? Any comments? So you're going to get some money today. Is there, are you all right with that? I get 50%. Just real quick, I want to thank everybody who volunteered to, to help. Well, we had a lot of hands go up. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I don't know what they had in their pocket, but um, if we just, if all of you just give $10 or if you can't, 5 we know whatever you can do, or 20 or 50 I don't, it doesn't make any difference. But um, we'll make that as uh, an offering to our young man here. You know, he, you know what his background is? Can you tell these people your background, your nationality? Don't be afraid. Now, that's, uh, that's an interesting cross, isn't it? Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Good, good, good. You know what her cross is? No, I won't tell you. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but he was able to work with Greg yesterday and do some, they, they did some dirty, dirty work. Looks so much better today. So much better. I don't like tacky. Do you like tacky? You know, I, I, I just don't like tacky. <clears throat> now, we're trying to close. Now, next, next Sunday after church, you said we have brunch for those of you. Because the early morning, why not enough, you know, a lot of folks don't want to be here at 6 or 7 or at 8 or at 10. That's obvious. Okay. <clears throat> now, we're looking at Deuteronomy chapter 5, and I'd like to finish this today if we can. Because next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Not that that requires anything special, but I, I would like to have this on the Ten Commandments completed. <clears throat> Because remember, when, as we've gone through these Ten Commandments, we've not only dealt with the Ten Commandments, but we've talked about the progressive revelation that that was under the law would have no application to us today if it weren't that Jesus renewed it and then he ascribed it to apostolic authority, <clears throat> which he has done, and we have given you those instances where in the New Testament it has become a part of our covenant as well. So <clears throat> we're getting the background, though, of the definition of this term, thou shalt not covet. And the idea of coveting is from the impetus within us that everything needs to be equal. 
And, folks, that's not the way life is. There are political organizations that want to equalize everybody on the same place so that we're all equally poor. Bible does not support that view at all, <clears throat> not on a forced basis. If people voluntarily do that, that's their business. <clears throat> but we're in Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 21. This is where we were last week, and I just want to finish that up. Um, <clears throat> this is the second. What does the word Deuteronomy mean? The word Deuteronomy mean. All right, scholars. <laughs> what is the word Genesis? What, what are the five books of the Pentateuch? Well, I don't hear. My, uh, my view of your scholarship is going down real quickly here. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. What does the word Genesis mean? Not found anywhere Really, in, in, all right, it means in the, the beginnings, the beginnings, the beginnings of something. <clears throat> and then, what's the next one? Exodus. What does Exodus mean? Going, getting out of war. Getting out of Egypt. Being in bondage for, you know, they were in bondage for a long time. How many? I think it was 400. Was it 500? 500. Well, it was a long, that's a long time. I've, I've never lived that long of you. No, not, not in this life. So, so Exodus, they, is there escaping, uh, escaping um, Egypt, Egyptian bondage? And, of course, the point of that escape was crossing what? The Red Sea. Okay. <clears throat> What's the next book? Leviticus, and that's the establishment of what? Well, actually, actually, the law is established in Exodus. But Leviticus is the beginning of the Levitical priesthood. Meaning that man has to have a mediator between himself and God because no one can approach God directly. If he did, what would happen to him? He'd die. So God established the priesthood, his priesthood, not the priesthood that we you imagine today that, you know, we got Hindu priests, we got all, all these different kind of priests, but these are ascribed by God so therefore they've been duplicated by the devil, ascribed by God <clears throat> as ones who serve God's business. Man must work through the priest and the high priesthood. That's both the Levitical priesthood and the Aaronic priesthood. What's the next book? Numbers. And the numbers deals with the numbering of the children of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. Then we have the book of Deuteronomy, and that, that word means second giving of the law. 
second giving of the law. What word is used then to cover the second giving of the law? I just gave it to you. Dude, oh, you're so quick. Deuteronomy, that's it. Deuteronomy 2, 2, second law, second giving of the law. So that's where we are. So we giving of the law of thou shalt not covet in Exodus chapter. We have the second giving of the law, and the word for covet is different here. It's shemad in Exodus 20, and it is it's a different Hebrew to it. So in verse 21, you shall not You notice, coveting here is put into, is defined in this very verse as a desire. You shall not desire as if it were your own neighbor's house. Now, that does not mean that you can buy it. But it means you're going to pay the same as anybody else would pay for it. Your desire not give you the right to it. See that? People's desire for something isn't what establishes their right to that something. You see the principle? That's what coveting is a desire, and it gives people a feeling that they have a right to something that somebody else has or an attribute that somebody else possesses. And folks, that's coveting and is forbidden in the Scripture. You shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant. That is, you know, the tools of his business. Now, I don't know what kind of a table saw you got back there, Mike, in your shop. I love a good table saw. I love tools. Sure wish yours were mine. <laughs> you probably do, too. Or his female servant. So again, those are tools of the trade. His ox or his donkey. And then that little key word in that verse that we've stressed last week as well. Or what? Is that up there? Okay. Anything. Is that, is that pretty conclusive? That just about gets it all. Anything that belongs to your neighbor, get your eyes off of it. Don't allow yourself to have an emotional entanglement toward whatever it is your neighbor has. I have a definition of my own here that coveting is developing a platform of emotion in your heart leading to or emerging from an internal agitation of discontent. Now, that's too complicated. But I expect you to figure it out. This word 
Ava is from Shemod of the Exodus account in that it really is translated a desire for or around wishing. <clears throat> it's the wish, wish syndrome of our society. It's the wishing well syndrome of today. I wish God this or I wish God do that. And we think that if we wish hard enough so that we kind of feel like we've been drugged through a knothole, Something will happen positive. And if I can't get what I want, what I wish for, I expect God to do it for me, and I kind of think that God will do it for me. That's all a part of covetousness. Hoping to possess by wishing and complaining rather than by working. Last week in the book of Numbers, an example. We're going to just continue that here momentarily in in uh, 11 there is this case of despair of Moses why in verse 11 Moses said to the Lord why have you been so hard on your servant what was wrong with Moses he was concerned about I wish Joe were here now because he'd tell this in story and, and, you know, Vaughn um, in Gresham, Oregon. We had two kids below school age. And they'd sit around. We had a beautiful church building. And they'd all sit around front. And before I did my message, Joe would come up and tell stories to those little kids. And if the adults were really good, they could listen in, yeah, to the stories. And those little kids, he just kept them spellbound. He was quite active then, and, you know, he'd pace back and forth. And it, those were great. <clears throat> we don't have Joe anymore, and he was just a master, and particularly... 40, 50 years ago in um, storytelling of the Old Covenant, of the Old Testament stories. How many of you have heard Joe? Okay, most of you have heard Joe. And, of course, you've heard him when he was ill. All right. And so Moses was having a problem with these people. In verse 11, the latter part of that verse, you have laid the burden of all this people on me. Where am I to get meat for to give to all these people? They want meat. They don't like your manna, God. You gave it to them, but that's not, they're not satisfied with that. Give us meat that we may eat. And used here for condition is Ava. Deuteronomy 
go back with me to verse we find that word. So the rabble who were among them had greedy or Ava desires. We've already defined that. And all the sons of Israel wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? They wanted more than what they had. They wanted something that was provided for them. Something different. Something different than the cold, hard facts of the Bible. We want something more than that. Is it we've got in the Bible? You mean you only believe in the Bible? Only believe in the Bible. You believe that word he only works through his word work apart from it if he did we wouldn't need it see that's the same thing it's the desire to want god to do something beyond what it is he has already done and we're not going to be content with what it is he has done that's coveting so in verse 5 we remember the fish which we used to eat free in Egypt. Onions. Bible says. Oh, that's right. And why? You read that. <clears throat> Moses, in a case of despair here, in the latter part of this chapter, now that what the one to what they remembered enjoying while in bondage. More to them than being in them. They had an obsession that the good old days. And in some ways, that may be true. He warns us about days because he said good old days, a lot of them were as good as what people remember them being. All right, now, still in number 16, uh, chapter 11, 16. <clears throat> I want to finish this today, so we've got to just kind of keep, keep moving here. Uh, verse 16 of chapter 11, Numbers, because we're, we're talking about how Moses was the example of what this word, Ava, meaning that they had a love have beyond now what they have that has been provided more. It's just like today when God has already provided us with science for the confirmation of his word. More than this, the word today, that's, that's covetousness. That was free. All right, verse 16, the Lord therefore it's gathered for me 70 men from the elders of Israel, 
whom you know to be the elders of the people and, their off, uh, and officers, and bring them to the tent of meeting and let them take their stand there with you. So he's telling Moses how to delegate this work out. There was too much imposed upon Moses. Moses has complained because of the complaining of the people. And so, Moses, and so God tells Moses, now here is how we can work that out. See, if you have a problem, there is always a solution, isn't there? We always look for solutions. We should be a solution-oriented people. God is a solution-oriented people. He's going to solve Moses' problem. <clears throat> then verse 17, I will come down and speak with you there and will take of the Spirit who is upon you and will put it, that should be it, not a him, upon them, and because it represents the nature of God, upon them, and they will bear the burden of the people with you so that you will not bear it all alone. There's going to be a distribution of responsibility. Now, is there anything wrong with that? Now, we've got Greg here and Lana. They sweep sidewalks, unlock, they make the coffee, all of the things that go on. You know, somebody has to do that or it doesn't get done. So there needs to be a distribution of This building is our building together. There's a responsibility for all of us to be a participant in some way. We don't all have to do the same thing. <clears throat> that was free, too. So you don't have to... One person should not be saddled with all the work. You buy that? Say to the people in verse 18, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. That is, make a decision. You shall eat meat, for you have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, oh, that someone would give us meat to eat. Oh, he, he, oh he's driving this thing home, folks. For we were well off in Egypt. That's what you're going to get meat. In my home, when I was raised, you would say my daddy was not nice. Because if I complained about not liking spinach, guess what I got for two weeks? Spinach. And there was no compromise. I mean, his stare would just peel the paint right off the wall. <clears throat> Oh, that someone, he said, he, he's saying to the people, now here's what you do, here's what you've done, and here's what's going to happen to you. You, the Lord, will give you meat and you will eat. You're going to have spinach like you've never had spinach. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor ten days, nor twenty days, but you're going to have spinach for a whole month. Is that what it says? Not the spinach part, but meat. <clears throat> You're going to eat meat until it comes out of your nostrils. How do you like that? Is God expressive or what? And it's going to become 
to you. Why? Because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have wept before him, saying, Why did we ever leave Egypt? And he's saying the motive for that is they had a desire and were wishing for something they didn't have beyond what it was that had been provided for them. That's covetousness. Moses, on whom I 600,000 on so they may eat for a whole month. Should herds be slaughtered them? Or should all the for them? The Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's power unlimited? Is the Lord's power limited? Now you shall see whether my word will come for you will come true for you or not. I hope you see that. I had a lot of things to say there. <clears throat> but we got to keep moving on. <clears throat> see, the Lord is giving Israel its request for is responding to their coveting what they didn't that's what's happening. <clears throat> now, there went forth a wind from the Lord, and it brought quail from the sea, and let them fall beside the camp. Now, that's the way I like to hunt. You know, pheasants would be okay, too. I like him. The would pick them up. That's a great way to get birds. Let them fall beside the camp about a day's journey on this side and a day's journey on the other side, and about two cubits deep on the surface of the ground. Is deep. Now that's a pile of quail. Because quail are not very big. Now, God gives Israel its request for meat that they coveted, had a desire for. God responded to it. Now, notice what happens in verses 32 through 35. You know how deep the people spent all day in verse 32, chapter 11, the people spent all day and all night and all the next day and gathered the quail. He who gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. Now verse 33. I hope you got your seatbelts on. While the meat was still between their teeth. Now that's picturesque, isn't it? Before it was chewed. The anger of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord struck the people with a big is beyond your capability to provide for yourself. 
So in verse 34, so the name of that place was called Coolidge. Because there they buried the people in Ava, had been greedy, translated here. Now verse 35, And from Kibroth uh, Hateva set out for Hazareth, and they there. There a plague of judgment was sent upon this ungrateful nation. The motive for their ungratefulness was having a desire for what they could not achieve that had already been provided adequately and sufficiently for them. One more thing. There's one more thing. There is the applied commandment in Jeremiah chapter 6 to this law. Isaiah, Jeremiah, this won't take but a few moments, and then we'll be able to complete. I'm missing a lot of things here, but you can take that up with me in eternity. In verse 13, and God may have some input there too. Some of you folks are really slow. All right. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 13. We talked about the original commandment in Exodus 20. Then we talked about the duplicate commandment in the one we've just been dealt with in Deuteronomy. Now we're dealing with the applied commandment in Jeremiah 6 and verse 13. Notice this carefully. Now he uses a different word. It's translated differently in your text but it comes from the word uh, batsa. That's the Hebrew word here. For from the, verse 13, For from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for gain from the prophet even to the priest. Everyone deals falsely. Now here is the same idea as the word coveting in Exodus 20 and in Deuteronomy 5. But here the word is it out again to it means that you want to acquire a benefit from yourself at somebody else's expense. It's beyond the craving, it's beyond the desire, it's beyond the wishing well syndrome. It's the violation of the free market, which keeps things left alone. But this is where you want something that benefits you specifically rendering an equal service or paying the expected price. Now, do we have anybody in our country today Do we have any people in the world today who want to be benefited at somebody else's expense? Somebody want to name one? You feel it, yeah. You feel it, oh, yeah. You know, 
that have become commonplace. We have people, made them feel so that as a victim, they can acquire something at your expense without having any responsibility to you for the payment of it. Folks, that's not the rich. Could be. You see, a free market controls that. But it's mainly the people who have become self-victimized. So that's what he's talking about. So the commandment, so far, however we look at any one of these three words, all translated coveting or its uh, synonyms, so far, the commandment establishes that the of inequality of anything and there is to be no equality amongst people at all. And our desire to make things equal without paying or providing a service equal to what it is we expect is covetousness. And I want to read just... Um, Oh, I, I was going to read maybe just one verse. So, uh, Jer- let's go to Psalms, and then we'll close. <clears throat> verse 23. Oh, I this. haven't got Yet he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. The story, and in verse 32, in spite of all the sin, what sin they desired and what they had to be provided for them at some expense. And they did not believe in his wonderful words, so he brought their days to an end in futility and their years in sudden terror. When he killed them, then they saw him and returned and served. Diligently for God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the most high God their redeemer, but they deceived him with their mouth, steadfast toward him, nor were they faithful in his covenant. Well, I had a lot, a lot of to say there. Let's. What is it? I lost my heart. Hope. Stick a needle in my that goes. I haven't heard that for years. Thirteen and uh, be finished with this little series. So in Psalms one hundred thirteen they quickly forgot works. They did not wait for us and God in the desert. And we just got reading about in and so we have leanness. Why? Allowed their their and drive them. No right to. Covetousness. Forbidden as well in the new 
shall not covet. Covetousness is right there in the list of everything this evil in the world today. Covetousness is right there in the midst of them. We're going to close. We're done. We shall not return. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.